Hey, I want to jump on here real quick and give a big shout out to my buddy Colton Erring. Um, if you're looking for a good custom built saddle that fits mules and fits you, you need to check out Colt Saddlery. You find him on Facebook, Colt Saddlery, and uh, tell him Ty sent you. He will take good care of you. Hey friends, welcome to the Everyday Mulemanship Podcast. I'm Ty Evans, coming to you from the Freightliner studio here in my truck. I am sitting in, uh, we're hanging out in Edinburgh, Virginia, getting ready to load up the trailer and drive south to Natural Bridge, Virginia. we got a clinic coming up this week down there, three days, one of our highlight clinics of the year for sure. Um, a great group of folks that have been coming to clinics for years. It's been fantastic to see their progress and I'm looking forward to that. So anyways, uh, we just finished up a clinic in Ford city, Pennsylvania at the Crooked Creek horse park. And, uh, our host there was, was Kelly Breitmeyer and, uh, her and her awesome husband, Ron did a fantastic job putting this clinic on it was it was definitely a top clinic of the year um at this point it, it was just fantastic kelly went so so above and beyond and and uh, we're coming back to ford city pennsylvania in 2023 um and a lot of those folks were wanting me to come back next year but our uh, 2022 is pretty full. In fact, our 2022 clinic tour is now up on our website. If you go to tsmules.com, you can see where we will be stopping next year. And uh, it's open for signups now. So if you want to get yourself a, a spot, one of our clinics, make sure you get it booked early. Uh, get in there. This year they filled up quick. And and uh, so be sure to jump on there and get your spot. But anyways, they wanted us to come back to Ford City next year, but unfortunately we're we're pretty full. But we are coming back in 2023, my Pennsylvania friends, and looking forward to it because this clinic was just amazing. I got a lot of highlights that I want to share with you, a lot of good stuff that went on there. Um, first, let me just tell you about all the amazing things that Kelly did for us there because she just really went above and beyond what a clinic coast is supposed to do she went further and and she she made it a great experience for everybody um you know kelly really cares about everybody having a good time and ha you know having a good experience and creating a good learning environment and she did just that so um she was right there every person that pulled in she was right there to tell them where where their camping spot is and where their stalls are and whatnot. And, you know, every, uh, the evening before the clinic starts. So most of our clinics start on Thursday. So we have a meet and greet and a mandatory meeting there, um, on, on Wednesday night. And typically it's just me talking a little bit and no big deal. Sky usually brings chips and sauce or something. That's kind of, kind of our little thing, but, but no, Kelly went and bought some awesome pizza for everybody and then she she got these little buckets uh, these little feed buckets uh, with our logo printed on the front of them and then the name of the uh, Crooked Creek Horse Park there at Fort City Pennsylvania and it had the had our dates that we were there so she gave everybody a bucket and uh, it was just that's just pretty pretty neat you know um, 
the other thing that she did that I was, I was just, just almost a little emotional about is, is as I was walking through the horse park there, um, Kelly had taken the time to build these wood signs and have printed on them, I guess vinyl, look like vinyl printing, um, vinyl stickers or something. But she had all these quotes of things that I say um, at the clinics. And she had them printed on them and placed all over the horse park. So as you're walking along, you'll see a sign with 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 something I say with my quotes, <laughs> that makes me think of how many times I say some of that stuff. I must say a lot of it pretty often. Um, but she took the time to make those signs, and uh, you know, if I didn't have another month on the road here and and an already packed trailer, I would have brought the signs home with me or something. But um, anyways, I thought that was just really neat and a lot of the folks that were there for the first time you know i think they just totally got spoiled at this clinic um because not all clinics are like this another thing that that happened there was um ron kelly's husband ron and uh his sister and a bunch of volunteers really they uh they cook breakfast and dinner for everybody every day. Um, so they're out there breakfast ready at 6 30 AM and you go eat breakfast and then they cook dinner. They made spaghetti dinner one night and they made, uh, uh th my favorite part, my favorite part was on Saturday night after the clinics over most, a lot of the people went home and they totally missed out. But on the last, the last night of the clinic, Kelly wanted to do one last little dinner and little get together. And so, so Ron and all of them, they, they cooked up a, a full, I mean, full blown turkey dinner, the turkey, the gravy, the mashed potatoes, the stuffing, uh, cranberry, cranberry sauce. I mean, everything pies, pumpkin pies, apple pies, all kinds of fruit pies. Uh, a full-blown turkey dinner, um, and that was just so good. And of course, uh, it's getting me geared up for Thanksgiving, I guess, because I got my turkey belly ache early. But anyway, so big shout out to Kelly and Ron uh, for putting this clinic on. You guys went above and beyond, and you know, oh yeah, one other thing they even they even sent sent folks around there with water, uh, handing out water bottles for all the classes. So. I mean, I was, I was teasing some of the participants. I'm like, you don't, you don't get this. Usually <laughs> you don't get to have a, you don't get to have the water boy come around and, and give you drinks, but they came and brought us water bottles. I mean, uh, anyways, Kelly, Ron, thank you. Amazing job. Really appreciated. So, uh, let's get into some of this work here. Okay. Um, I want to mention, uh, a lady named Diana and her mule andy um this this pair particularly had the biggest change in the clinic by far i think um if there was to be a most improved or most changed in the clinic i think they'd be getting it because wow what a what a change she started she started the foundation class the first day that mule just dragging her around everywhere getting away from her um 
not particularly bolting hard and like bolting away, but just dragging her around until she couldn't really hang on. Um, and just, just, just being a turd there. But, you know, he was just seeking comfort. And as we were working there, I, I tried to explain it to her what we're going to do here. We're going to go through this work. We're going to do our groundwork. We're going to go through these steps and you're going to try to get it to, to feel, get this mule to feel comfortable being with you. And that doesn't mean just pets and scratches and treats. You got to help them. You got to work through this, a little bit of a stressful situation. Then you got to bring it back down. You got to help them feel comfortable to be with you. It's, it's not just, you know, trying to just, um, take it easy on them when they're with you. That's not good enough. That's not going to do the job. You actually have to do a little work, put a little effort in, bring up just a little bit of curiosity and a little bit of caution and then help them come back down off of that and get them in that optimal, optimal learning that we talk about so often that that's when you're going to make the connections and that mule is going to want to be with you because that mule is simply interested in everybody else. And the mule was pretty well oblivious to Diana. It just totally ignored her. Um, totally just, just <laughs> blocked her out and ran her over. Like she meant nothing. And, and, um, if you've ever been to a foundation class, you've probably, I've, I've probably made you do this before, but at the beginning of the foundation class, I have all of you raise your arms to the square and I make you say, I will no longer be a doormat. And you, you swear the oath that you're not going to be a doormat for these animals anymore. Um, because that's kind of what she was. He was just wiping his feet on her poor gal. But at the same time, she hadn't worked on really building anything quality there before she, you know, you got to ask questions. You got to get your mules thinking. Uh, also, your mules need to know that you are aware of them. If they realize that you are not aware of them, they will very quickly tune you out. They will say, this human's not aware. I don't, uh, you know, we're not, there, there's no communication going on. It's a, it's a pretty one-way deal. And, you know, you wouldn't want to be in a human relationship with that either, where you know, um, they're just commanding you to do things and there's no say, there's no two-way communication. It's just, you're being told what to do all the time. You'd shut down too and, and probably start to ignore that being too. Even worse yet though, is, is, uh, Diana, um, where she wasn't even communicating to her animal. She wasn't asking anything. Um, you know, you guys got to realize that th these meals aren't going to be quote, good just because they're supposed to be good you you got to give them some direction and then when they find it you got to help them feel comfortable so they don't just know that they shouldn't run you over they don't just know that they you know should hang out with you um so you got to build that in there you got to work on that and and she did work on it she worked on it all week long uh she practiced. She she did both classes too. She did the foundation class and the the mulemanship one. And the first day mulemanship one went just about the same as her foundation class did, where that mule is dragging her around and pushing her around in the saddle. Okay, remember uh, I've told you many times if they push you on the ground, they will push you in the saddle. A lot of people have a really hard time wrapping their their little brains around that, but 
if, if you can't control them on the ground and keep them centered on the ground, I don't know why you think you'll get it done in the saddle where, where now you have no bearing to the ground. You, you don't, your feet are no longer on the ground. You're just at the mercy of that mule's feet. So they really push you and pull you and drag you around and you can't steer, you can't turn, you can't go, you can't, you know, whatever you're at their mercy completely. So, um, it all relate relates there and each day she worked and anyways she went from the first day of being drug around on the ground to the last day in mulemanship one trotting and loping totally centered looking nice um very very well organized um i take that back i didn't have her lope i just had her trot centered and she was able to trot centered and, and uh, make a straight line down there. And, um, you know, she was looking pretty good. So big shout out to Diana. And any of you that are worried that, oh, man, I'm going to bring my mule to this clinic. And they're going to run me over and oh, it's going to be a whole bunch of work. And it is. It is going to be work. Don't fool yourselves, friends. It's going to be work. Um, my clinics are not a vacation for sure. You're going to work. Um, and like I tell everybody in the clinic, you guys work now while I'm here. You can sleep when I'm gone. Um, I'm only here for three days, so use it. You know what I mean? Um, she did. And it made changes, and she did good. I hope, Diane, I hope you, if you're listening out there, I hope you keep going with Andy and keep looking for them changes. So I just want to give her a shout out. So good job. Good job. Um, Listen, you guys, if you follow the checklist, it's pretty simple stuff. Follow the checklist. Do it in order for the mental reasons, for the physical reasons. Uh, you know, mind, body, spirit. You got all those reasons to follow that checklist. And they are, those things are in order for a reason, okay? If you do it, it pays off. These things, these things will work for you. You need to adjust to fit the mule. So what, you know, what maybe I can get done in... In a week on one mule, it might take me three weeks on another mule. You got to be able to adjust to fit that. There's no timeline to this, but if you uh, if you do a good job and you work work at it, these things these things make a difference. I promise you. Let's talk about something that doesn't work so good. Okay, um, now this was this was the low point of the clinic for sure on day one during the lunch break. Um, I'm sitting at my trailer visiting with my friend Wayne and uh, we're just having lunch there sitting at the picnic table and I can we can see the arena and all of a sudden we uh, and I had been watching everybody kind of walk in there and some were doing the groundwork some weren't some were having issues some weren't um, all kinds of stuff we're just kind of watching people as they go in the arena um, and as we're sitting there at lunch all of a sudden I hear this scream and there's a lady screaming, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, look out, look out. And her mule has, has taken off running at a pretty good lope, uh, pretty dang good lope, uh, you know. Um, and anyways, the mule made a right, <laughs> lady made a left and hit the dirt. Actually, she hit, she slammed the panels, slammed the fence with her head. And just thank goodness she had her helmet on because she just smacked right in there and she was uh, pretty well knocked out. Um, and uh, anyways, 
luckily, um, there are some great people there. Uh, a lady named Martha that was a, a nurse, trauma nurse. Um, she was right there helping, helping this individual uh, get put together. And anyways, had to end up calling an ambulance. Ambulance gets there, and I guess it's protocol. I don't know if it. I don't know much about these things uh, because I've always had to get packed off the mountain when I get hurt. But apparently, it's protocol. If you have a pretty serious head injury like that, um, even though the lady was conscious and talking and wanting to get up, but if you get a pretty serious head injury, you got to get uh, a helicopter ride. Um, so she got a helicopter ride out of that deal. Life flight came and and uh, and picked her up, and so it was. It was a little tough way to start the mulemanship one class. Ended up starting half hour late because this was at the beginning of our one hour lunch break. So this is about an hour and a half, you know, from from the time she kind of gets busted up to where we to, to where we get the class going again or class started period because the class hadn't even started yet. And, uh, you know, everybody's got a little shook up uh, about that. Um you know, so I had to talk about it a little bit and, um, you know, luckily I was able to see the whole process and luckily Sky was also there before the accident happened. And I got a chance to talk to the individual about this and, you know, everybody wants to know why, you know, why did they run off? Why did they spook? Why did they buck? Why did they this, 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 why we are a why people and I'm a why guy myself. I absolutely need to know why all the time. And, um, there's quite a few whys to this particular incident. Some people wanted to blame bees. Some people wanted to blame other animals, but the biggest why here was the feel the mule gets from the human being. Um, unfortunately in this little deal, Sky was out there and she even overheard her saying, this individual saying, I just don't, I don't want to die today. And, uh, she was talking to her husband. She was nervous on that mule. And, um, she hadn't taken the time. She didn't do any groundwork. She just went out there and got on. Well, tried to get on to, and, um, you know, even had a bit of trouble in the mounting process, but, um, just got on, didn't do any groundwork and, uh, went on. And then she's real scared, real worried and then she, the mule's a little uptight, and then she just she just said, "I just want to follow." So she just wants to follow her husband around out there. And uh, you know, Sky overheard overheard them talking, and you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Sky says, "Ah, oh, geez, I wish I would have just told her, hey, if you're that nervous, get off that mule and do a little groundwork, or wait for Ty to come in here." You know, like I said, this was a, a lunch break. Um, which is interesting how many things happen at lunch break. Uh, my gosh. But um, anyways, you know, but, but the lady kind of kept on pushing through it. So here's here's the lesson from this for sure. OK. If you are not right mentally, if you don't feel comfortable mentally and if you don't feel confident mentally, you can't help your mule and you your heart rate, your anxiety, it will affect that mule absolutely and especially if it's a it's a mule that's a bit more sensitive uh you're gonna affect them for sure so you got to get right in the mind 
If you're not right in the mind, get off. Take a step back. Um, I talked about this a little last week in our Meal Tip Tuesday. If uh, I can't remember if episode 124 or something like that. Maybe it was 123. I can't remember. But if you look back at that episode, I talked about, um, you know, dealing with some fear, getting back on the mule. You got to be conscious of this, of, of doing yourself a favor. You, you got to be able to conquer your own anxiety. If you can't conquer your own anxiety, situations will come up. And then, you know, not the greatest things happen, but it's too much. You can't handle it yourself. And then you want to call it quits. You want to call it quits on the mule. You want to, you know, you're done. It's it's too much for you to take. Um, and it, it just kind of blows your mind. But if you can prepare yourself and do yourself a favor, you know, so when you're worried, when you're upset, uh, even when you're, you can even add in angry. Maybe you're angry. Maybe you're, you're, you're mad. Maybe you're irritated, frustrated, whatever. But you, you got to back off a bit. You got to back off. You got to take it easy. Let yourself reset and go back and try again. So like I said, hindsight's always twenty twenty. But had had uh, she went through her groundwork, which I also suspect isn't is non-existent there. Um, you know, I, I put in my class descriptions and I and I wonder how many people actually read my class descriptions, but it says on the class description for Mulemanship One that you you need to have your foundation pieces going. And I don't require that they had taken a foundation class from me, but maybe I ought to. Uh, because there's so many people that are, are missing out on, um, and, uh, you know, they're, they're missing out on those pieces there. They don't have those pieces put together. Um, and things fall apart. Um, you ride what you lead. I really believe that. So, as you're as you're working, consider that if something's really falling apart in the saddle, especially more some of the basic moves, then um, you'll some of the basic moves you'll you'll wanna just take a quick step back, do your groundwork, fix that piece up, and then get back on again. You can do that just fine. So the lesson from this particular accident is also to follow your gut okay um some people call it the spirit some people call it your your uh your conscience some people call it your gut some people fall, call it the voice call it whatever you want but if you think that things aren't going well i highly recommend you follow that voice inside you do what you need to do take care of yourself so you can take care of your mule so Anyways, um, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, we will talk about some more highlights from this clinic. All the rest of them are all highlights. Don't worry. We'll be right back. Okay, we are back with our Ford City, Pennsylvania clinic debrief, and um, the next uh, the next thing I'd like to mention and give a shout out for is all the participants that really worked hard here at this clinic and um, Kelly even had to turn on the lights at night because so many people wanted to practice. And so that was one of the coolest things seeing folks out there 830 at night, nine o'clock at night 
practicing, working hard. Like I mentioned earlier, I joke a lot and I tell the folks, hey, you know, listen, I only come around here once a year, maybe twice a year, and I'm only here for three days. So you can sleep when I leave, work hard while I'm here. And these folks took me serious. They practice. And if you plan to come to a clinic, plan on doing your homework and practicing in the, in the evenings. It'll make a lot of difference. Okay. So shout out to all the people out there practicing, even by the lights uh, in the arena. That was really impressive. Um, now, I want to give a shout out to uh, another individual, uh, Chris Schilling and her mule Pickles. Now, Chris and Pickles, they were at my clinic last year in uh, New Berlin, New York in 2020. And so here we are a year later. She comes to this clinic. And now in New York, Pickles was was a different mule. I tell you what, he was a handful. In fact, um, he was kind of dragging Chris around, kind of not, not quite bolting, but dragging her around and giving her a tough time. And uh, she had quite a few little issues with Pickles. And in fact, I had to help her work Pickles. And when I was working with Pickles, I, I broke my pinky. So we call him uh, uh, Pinky Pulling Pickles. <laughs> so that was his, that's his nickname. But to tell you what, not this time. You know, one of my favorite things traveling around this country and doing what I do is coming back, to, you know, to these locations, um, seeing, seeing the same people and the same mules. And seeing the progress that gets made. And sometimes I see a lot of progress. Sometimes I don't see any. But this time, Chris and Pickles made a lot of progress. And uh, I was I was very, very impressed. Um, big, huge changes. And so good job to you, Chris, if you're out there listening Wow, what a what a great change to see! You know that that mule, he uh, he looked happier, he he looked glad to be with Chris, and that's one of the big misconceptions that people. Uh, I just feel bad that so many people don't quite understand how things really work there because sometimes people will think, oh, you know, if I just let him be a mule, just let him be out there in the pasture, and and I don't ask him things, don't work with them, you know, they they'll like me more. And people think that if they get to working with their mules and get to asking questions and get to working through stuff that their mule won't like them. And then, and I can see it, you know, I suppose if you, if you come out and you, you're working and you're, you know, (laughs) you're not quite uh, doing things that maybe the way you ought to be doing it, that yeah, maybe the more you work, yeah, maybe the more your mule doesn't like you. But if you're doing a good job and you're doing things what I call right, why they should enjoy being with you more. And that was one of the coolest things seeing Chris and her, and her mule pickles get along better. And that mule, that mule was happy with Chris. And that is really, really cool to see. So good job, Chris and pickles. Um, uh, I want to mention uh, a gal named Lisa and her mule Waylon. Now, this is, uh, Kelly told Lisa that if I give out a class clown award that her mule Waylon would have got it because he, this mule absolutely loved to lay down. Like it just saw that soft sand out there and it just had to lay down and he laid down on Lisa. I don't know how many times I don't, I, I have no idea. I, I lost count 
it was multitudes of times that that mule just would lay down while she's riding it and while she's doing the groundwork too. And, uh, just very, very minimal warning. He just kind of dropped his knees and, and, and want to roll. And, uh, he did it quite often. Um, pretty much every time we had stop and gather, he'd want to lay down and stretch out. And, and, uh, finally at the very end of class, the very end of the foundation class, the last day, he laid down. I said, just go ahead. Just let's just let him lay down there a little bit. You know, he was finally in a really good state of mind and not pushing around, not dragging around so much. He was looking really organized and said, let, go ahead and let him lay down. He just rolled out there and just oh, licking his lips and blinking his eyes. And all. he felt so good just to lay down and uh, let out a big breath. But um, she she had a bit of a handful there, you know, especially during class working trying to work through things because he just kind of dropped and uh you know she didn't get frustrated she didn't get mad she just stuck with it got him back up again got on again went on and did this quite a few times but uh you know um the mule was young he's just a four-year-old and uh in the beginning of the clinic he was really not with her at all just not really thinking on her really at all um just kind of in his own little world and and uh, there this this facility um we, we had to keep all the mules in stalls these box stalls which are not uh not the best for your mules mental mind and also for just physically you know for them to be able to roll around it's hard for them to enjoy that in these little box stalls and anyway so you know we get them out of the stalls and a lot of these mules are wanting to roll out there in this beautiful sand arena and uh but she worked through that. Um, and that's not really exactly what I want to mention. I just wanted to kind of get another laugh about that. Cause that meal sure liked to lay down a lot. But the thing I want to mention was, um, on day three in mealmanship one, we work on transitions quite extensively and everybody gets to walk trot lope. And when it was Lisa's turn to lope Waylon, he really wanted to kick out really bad. Um, and, uh, he'd, he'd just kick his hind end up and Lisa's a really good writer and she did a great job just kind of sticking with it and pushing them through that. But if any of you are ever working on transitions and you, you have this issue of the mule wanting to kick out, here's a few things that work really well to sort this out. Number one, they need to be more freed up and you can get that done by long trotting, you know, your big extended trot doing that uh, more often and longer periods of time, and then pushing for a faster extended trot until they just kind of on their own roll up into a lope because it's it's almost easier. Um, and the hard part is, is to ride it like it's a lope and not ride it like it's a long trot. I'll say that again. Ride, when you're trying to pick up the lope, you got to ride it like it's a lope. Don't ride it like you're in the long trot. And that was that's one of the hardest things to, to sort through. And it's different for every mule too how they feel. Um, but that's one thing that I do a lot of is I'll get them trotting at that high trot, let them just come into the lope on their own. Once they roll into the lope, I relax and I'll let them walk for a little while. So I kind of reward them for getting into that lope. I'll do a lot of that. The other thing, if I'm having a heck of a time, this mule's really wanting to kick out in the transitions, I will take it to the round pin and just from the ground while I'm on the ground, I will basically go through the hooking on process. Um, so I'm not just doing any mindless lunging and I'm not on the end of a, a, a lunge line i just have them at liberty in the round pin and i'll take them to their transitions there walk trot lope up and down up and down up and down 
and just try to get it real smooth just at liberty just packing the saddle around and then um i'll do the same the other thing it helps if you're having a real hard time and and this particular meal was young um so this was one of the things that would help too but like i do in the colt starting classes um I will actually drive them around, you know, I'll have a flag and I'll be on my, my ride mule and I'll drive the riders and their mules and I'll help them get to that lope. And that seems to make life quite a bit easier on them as well. So you're not just pushing, 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 pushing and kicking and kicking. Sometimes you're kicking so much, you're getting out of balance and it's kind of not really a great situation for you. Uh, so if you can get a little help there, that's beneficial too. Um, and then when you're in the moment, say you, you've done these things but you're in the moment and they do kick out don't slow them down right then and that's going to be your human survival instinct your survival instinct is going to kick in you're going to want to slow them down you're really going to want to slow them down because it might even spooky intimidate you a little bit if you're not quite ready if you're not maybe handy at dealing with those types of things you're going to want to slow them down don't slow them down you got to push through that as best as you can you got to hustle through that and that's really hard um to do that but if you can push through that a little bit you'll come out the other side really nicely um, if you can make it through that little kicking and then you can kind of hustle them up through there so um now interestingly enough you guys have all if you've listened to the podcast a long time you've heard me talk about the uh runaway mules and horses horses that bolt mules that bolt and how basically I found that 100% of bolting and runaway mules and horses are also bad at transitions. Well, this little Waylon that I'm talking about, this little mule here, you know, she had all this difficulty getting the lope and, but yet she was having a drink out of a water, plastic water bottle and it spooked Waylon. He took off running, bolting with her in the arena and um, yeah, just, just a runaway mule. Now she got it handled. She handled it excellent. Uh, she just went right with it and wrote it till he was done and then went back to business. Um, so that was great. But, but that's just, that's just one more statistic right there. That mule had a hard time with transitions, was really bad to get to lope, wanted to kick out and throw fuss. Yet that same mule got spooked and ran away with her. Work on your transitions, folks. Get it good get it good it takes time but it's worth the time to work at it um and don't let your trail ride and get you in too much of a glitch work on this out on the trail all the time practice that so you don't get in these binds but it still holds 100 percent of runaway mules and horses bolters they're no good at transitions so get those transitions good okay now i asked sky um what uh what her favorite part of the clinic was now if you've been to the clinics you know that sky's out there taking pictures all the time and and if you've been to a clinic you can go to our facebook group ty evans mulemanship clinics it's a group on facebook and you go to that group and you can look in the albums and uh you'll probably find pictures of you and your mule or your horse or your donkey whatever you got and uh but her favorite part was as she was editing her pictures and she spends hours sky does so much she spends hours editing these pictures for for you um she just said that she loved all the smiles now she's capturing picture she's capturing pictures of y'all a lot of times you don't know you're you're being photographed and 
And she was really impressed with the smiles of the people enjoying it. Now, you guys, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how handy you are, how how great your mule stops and turns and, and what kind of things you can do with your mule. If you're not having fun doing it, it ain't worth it. Because it's a lot of work. And if you're not having fun doing it, boy, I just move on. You have to love this stuff. And the more you love it, the more you love it, the better your mules, horses, donkeys will be. The better you'll be. Have fun while you're doing it. Smile while you're doing it. Let that happiness overtake you. That's probably one of the most important lessons to be learned for sure, is to be happy, to smile. Just just, just putting a smile on. And, uh, you know, if you don't feel like smiling, make yourself smile until you feel like smiling. Just keep smiling until you feel like doing it. Make yourself do it. You'll change your internal. You know, we talk about feel and timing and balance quoting Tom Dorrance and, 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 you know, the, if, if you're not happy that it's really hard to use that feel that we talk about. And if you don't have that feel, your timing, your balance is going to be off. So find that happiness, put a smile on, see how it changes your day. Anyways, I think that's pretty dang good. Now, thanks to all the participants that came to uh, the clinic in Ford City, Pennsylvania. Big thanks to Kelly and Ron Breitmeyer for hosting. Thanks to Crooked Creek Horse Park for letting us come. We can't wait to come back in 2023. Mark your calendars uh, for the fall of 2023. We will be back to Pennsylvania. So, hey, thanks for listening. Uh, if you like this episode, take a little screenshot. If you're on social media, post on social media. Tell us how you like the episode. If you're on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave us a, a rating, a five-star rating if you think we deserve it, and a little review. We'd love to hear from you guys. And uh, until next time, God bless you, and we will see you down the road. I need to thank my friend Mr. Ben Lewis at Roman Home. Mr. Ben has designed a really awesome tent. It's a cross between a wall tent and a range teepee. It's built to take tough weather, high winds. Craftsmanship is amazing. And it's made right here in the USA, right here in Utah, USA. And uh, right now, Ben has a special going on. You can save 500 bucks and uh, go to romanhome.com. Roman spelled R-O-A. M-I-N, romanhome.com, and uh, tell Ben hello, tell him Ty sent you.